I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to Achtung Lowell. Broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham. Accept no substitute. Huge welcome to Achtung Mill post-match review of last night's wonderful 1-0 win over Blackburn Rovers. To join me in the uh, chewing the cud in the aftermath of that that wonderful win is a new voice to the show, Mr. Dan Marsh. Welcome to the show, Dan. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having us, mate. Good to have you. Um... That was a game of two halves last night, Dan, wasn't it? Um, I was chewing my fingernails towards the end. <laughs> but a wonderful first-half performance to go with it. It was, a, it was an odd combination. Yeah, it seems to be the way, um, doesn't it? Um, you know, I think it was pretty much the same as, as Hull. I think we started really, really well. Yeah. Um, looked kind of... The first half of the whole game and last night was kind of the motion that we've looked to how he was pre-lockdown. Um, but then, obviously, second half again, just a complete different story. But I suppose the the thing is that first half you can't press and keep at that intensity for for ninety. Minutes. No, that was a fair old pace we were, we were playing at. I mean, I thought it was electric performance in the first half. I mean, it, we got the goal, um, and big thanks to I follow. Big shout out to I follow. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> isn't it? it was. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit. But um, I mean, I, I didn't see the goal. I, mean, I don't suppose anyone did. We're watching the same feed, <laughs> then, aren't we? But um, we were watching a replay of uh, Jake Cooper going close. Um, but anyway, it was it was you know the the goal when it came um, was 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 just um, reward for some really consistent pressure and really decent play. I thought. I mean, it's as good as we've looked as you said since the uh, the Forest game. Yeah, definitely. I think it's very, well. It's the old cliche, isn't it? You've got to score when you're on top. The only yeah. thing would be it would be lovely to uh, to finish a game before the season ends without you, like you say, biting your fingernails <laughs> before the end of it. It seems to be the way, doesn't it? At the minute. Um, yeah, the thing is as well, I think if we got that second goal, yeah. you know, we'd set us down a bit because, you know, obviously, you know, the first half we can play is, I think the sharpness is slowly coming back now, um, obviously, yeah. after the long break as well. I mean, that, that was, you, you, you took the point I was just going to make, a second goal, a cushion in that second half would have made it slightly less endless. I'm sure it would have, Mill will contrive to give you drama no matter what, Dan. And, you know, how many times have we, I mean, I, I said on this show, um, I'm sure I said it a couple of times, oh, that's, that's it, mid-table respectability and that's the season over. But circumstances have contrived to put us in the mix now. I'm just looking at the table as you and me are speaking and there we are seventh. I know 
Swansea may have yet something to say about all of that because they're, they're one place below us, aren't they, on 63? But I don't know if you'd agree. I mean, for us to be in the mix with a slice of, you know, fortune, if you, if you want to put it that way, but it's a huge tribute to what Gary Rowe has, has achieved at the club this year. Massively. I think, you know, if you'd have asked any Millwall fan, you know, back in, I think it was October when we played Luton, when obviously Neil Harris left, if you'd have said uh, we'd be two points off for playoffs with two games to go, I think you'd have been uh, laughed out of the building. Absolutely. Yeah, you'd have, uh, you, you, your, your kind of um, grasp on reality would have been questioned, really. But, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it, I, I also, I mean, I want to say, I know Neil Harris is working with a different squad and, and a, probably, a, to a degree, a different budget at Cardiff, but I mean, he's he's in sixth spot, you know, I mean, that, that he was never a bad manager. I just think he'd probably reached the limits of what he could achieve with us. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I think it just, you know, I think he said it in the summer when, when he brought players in and, and players moved on. You know, some players had been at Millwall for a period of three, four years and you do get stale in that time. You know, it's, nowadays managers aren't in jobs for, for four or five years, really. Um, yeah, it's not I work, it isn't it? Case. You know, yeah, work. You, you get to hear the same voices and the same the same phrases over and over and after a bit, it doesn't work anymore. I'm sure it must have been like that for, for Neil uh, at the den. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, you know, I think Raul even said when he first came in initially, um, you know, I, I don't think they changed much. And, you know, I don't think he'd have a reason to say that if it wasn't true. Um, no, no. You know, I think sometimes it is just, you know, if, if, a, if a core of a squad has been there for four or five years and they've had that same voice and it's just a, you know, a different voice, maybe fresh ideas without being anything, you know, groundbreaking. And, you know, it's, we're obviously reaping the, the benefits of the minute, you know, for, for us to be in the mix with with our budget, with some of the, you know, you look at the, the teams around us, Yeah. you know, Bar Brentford, you know, some of the, the fees and the budgets that the people have, have spent is, you know, ridiculous. And for us to be in there with, with two games to go, having a puncher's chances, you know, yeah, no, it's, it's it's a wonderful achievement. I mean, one thing that has changed is it's much the same squad. I know that we've brought in uh, Mason Bennett, who I thought looked as, as good last night, and and Ryan Woods, who I, you know we'll, yeah. we'll surely touch on him shortly. Yeah. But um, I, I thought, you know, I mean, otherwise it's the same basic squad with two pretty strong additions. I mean, I, I, both are not our players, neither are our players, but. Um, both are quality, aren't they, Dan? I mean, both in their different ways bring very, very different attributes to that side. But also to change of tactics. I mean, the, the passing, I thought, was was pretty sharp in that first half last night. Definitely. I think, you know, one example I always use when talking about it is, you know, Jade Cooper. You know, last year, you know, <laughs> Cooper's always been, you know, a brilliant defender. Yeah. But, you know, last year, you know, I, I think... Last year was really difficult. Everyone was on such a high from the season before. You know, yeah. I personally, you know, thought I didn't think we'd be pushing the playoffs, but you know, didn't think with two games to go we'd be scrapping for our lives. But you know, you look at the difference between Jake Cooper this season and you know the goal at Charlton. You know, going down the left flank. You know, we just look so much more comfortable on the ball. You know, and it's not. You know, you said we look a million times better passing, but obviously passing the football isn't isn't anything groundbreaking. No. It's the difference. It's like night and day. It, you know, it really is. I mean, it, it, we're retaining the possession more than I'm conscious of remembering under Neil. Um, but we are passing the ball in 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 their half of the field, and that's where they're going to hurt teams. Not anyone can knock it around in your own half and and call yourself a you know a, a pound shop AC Milan or something. But you know, it's it's where it hurts, isn't it? And that's where the change has come. So we do look a lot more dangerous. 
without still that killer punch in front of goal. That's going to be the key, I think. I think that's the thing, yeah. I think Rowett said, hasn't he, the last kind of two, three games, definitely since since we've come back from lockdown, I think most games he said, you know, it's just that final ball, that little bit extra quality in the final third. And, you know, those are the kind of the players who can do that are the kind of players who, in this market, in the championship now, are ridiculous sums of money. They command the fees, don't they? Um... Exactly. But I mean, I thought that we we looked at our best, um, obviously in that opening phase of the, of the game last night. Um, the goal was well worked, got down the right side. That Jed, who looks something, he's taken a bit of um, a little bit of criticism, Jed, and I think yeah. probably um, you know I'll, I'll put my hand up a little bit to being disappointed with some of his recent performances. You know, there are some basic things you have got to do in his position: beat the first man on a cross, but. Yeah. Danny does bring that bit of um, that bit of X factor to the side, doesn't he? He's he's, he's got that. Definitely, something. definitely. I mean, for me, you know, I'd much rather watch a meal team with Jeb Wallace in it than not have him in it. Um, I think he's probably maybe a bit of a victim of his own success in the yeah. first part of the season. You know, when Rowett came in, you know, he, he said, you know, how much of a big player you know Jed is, and you know, I think. Um, if I remember correctly, the, the first few games that Rowett was in, you know, Jeb was unstoppable. But, yeah. you know, it's, when you set them high standards, I, I think I read a stat the other day that no, he's the only person in the championship with double figures and assists and goals. Now, a couple of them have been you know, penalties and, and stuff like that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's still an um, achievement, isn't it? You know, yeah, definitely. Saying. Definitely. I, I think the problem is as well, like, not so much now we've got Bennett. Um, I think a lot of the onus creative, creativity-wise falls on him. You know, if Jed isn't at it, I think we, you know, we are five, ten percent less. No matter if everyone else is at it, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's a critical player on our side. But what's yeah. what's nice to see, and we'll touch on Ryan Woods now because I, I, I will put my hand up, listeners. I was, um, I don't know if I was a skeptic then or I was a Ryan Woods doubter. I think I might have been a doubter. I think the jury for me was a little bit out last uh, until last night's performance. But um, road to Damascus conversion for me, because I, I, I last night I think we started to see an £8 million player. You know, yeah, that, that, was, that was what they looked like then, don't they? I mean, that, the, some of the touches and the passing, um, that, was, that was top draw, I thought. Yeah, I think when he come in, I mean, for me, I think our midfield has been crying out for a ball player for... So, you know, since we got back to the championship, um, you know, I was quite excited when he came in. Obviously, he's, you know, he's saved reputation. If you're, you know, if you're a championship fan, you know, Ryan Woods is, you know, he's a good, a good technical player. I think, I think before the lockdown, he, you know, he did okay. Um, I wouldn't have been, you know, I think you've hit the nail on the head. He's, he's kind of shown in the last couple of games, I think why he commanded that eight million pound fee, maybe yeah. not so much prior to the lockdown, but I think the last two, three games, like just gives us something different. Like, you know, some of the passing last night was, was ridiculous. Like, you know, first touch outside yeah. of the boot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think we need a player like that. And, you know, he's not afraid to put himself about as well. I, I actually think the, the midfield pair of Woods and Leonard last night, I know Leonard has his critics and, you know, I do understand why. But I think they they worked quite well last night and um, on Saturday against Hull. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, I think the Ryan Leonard combo. I mean, there are other little partnerships. I mean, Ryan um, Woods and and Jed. 
some some lovely little moves, you know, yeah. the balls into space. Jed has the imagination to make those runs. Not every player does. Um, Woods has the ability to see the space, and Jed has the ability to find it. Same with Mason Bennett as well, another quality player. And again, both of these, two of these names <laughs> we keep talking about are not ours, are they? But, you know, there we are. That's that's for the club to hopefully do the business on in, in, in the close. Would you sign both if you had the opportunity, Darren? I would. I, I think Woods, you know, kind of speaks for itself. I don't think there's anyone... You know, I think I think a few people would have probably been on the fence with, with Woods prior to, to yeah. the restart. But I think the last three or four games, I think you've you've hit the nail on the head. With Bennett, I, you know, I would sign him. I think he gives us something different. You know, um, quick, he's direct. You know, we've not had that in a while, other than you know, other than Jed. You know, the thought of them two on each flank, you know, is is really exciting. The only thing is, you know, he seems a bit like. Um, Got to wrap him up and cut him all a, a little bit. Um, he seems prone to injury. I, I yeah, agree. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's obviously got a great pedigree. Look, Derby County. You don't play. You don't come through the academy at Derby County and play there for. You know, I think you come through at sixteen, yeah. eight, nine years. Yeah. You don't play for Derby County for eight, nine years if you're not a good player. And I hope people said about his goal scoring record before, um, before he come to the club. But you know, sometimes. You just need a new challenge. Like some people can't deal with the, the pressure of playing for that parent club, even if they've been there kind of eight, eight, nine years. I mean, you look at yeah. some of our players, you know, um, in the same boat, like Fred on your dimmer on, you know, I thought we had a brilliant game on Monday night. You know, he's shown flashes of brilliance. You know, the first season Harris was in League One, I think he, you know, at 18, I think he was. It just, it just never kicked on, it never worked out, you know. Millwall's an interesting club because some players flourish. I mean, we've said it you know, on, on this show many, many times. Some flourish, some will. I mean, Fred was one that never flourished for us. And I yeah. think he did have the ingredients, but he, he will never flourish in a Millwall shirt. He, might, he seems to flourish at Wickham for reasons that probably are too deep for you and me to get into. Um, I think Mason could flourish at Millwall. And I'm hoping he's enjoying yeah. himself. I'm hoping he likes it. I hope he likes the... Um, the strange kind of Millwall bubble that we all call normality, but must look for an outsider. It's a it's a it's a new experience, isn't it? You know, I know Derby's a big club, but it's different different to Millwall. You know, it's a different feel. Yeah, definitely. I, he he seems to be. Um, you know, like you said, it would be. I think if we can get them, I think that's you know brilliant business. I I don't think Rout strikes me when he was speaking in the past about loans. Other than I know Malumbi was already here when before we're out arrived, but I do get the impression he's he wouldn't be taking loans on, you know, for the sake of it. No. We've done really well with Jason Malumbi, but at the end of the day, you know, um time goes on. We don't want to be getting in the habit of developing other clubs players year after year. No, especially no. ones who are of the age of Bennett and Woods because obviously, you know, I think I think it's been widely reported that we've got an option on both I mean I could be wrong there that'd be lovely let's hope let's hope that's true Dan because <laughs> I mean both both are quality quality terms I mean you're right about Jason Malumbi I mean it'd been lovely to think that um, you know we might have a shout of him but I, I do think he's going to be at Victoria yeah. Station soon buying his ticket back to Brighton <laughs> because that's you know that, that that's what I would do if I was in the the Brighton management shoes you know you're able to see what he's, what he's done here and they might think another year somewhere else or maybe they'll blood him at some point in the first team I don't know but he's not our player and I think that's 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 critical um I must admit the second half was a bit of a tough experience last 
was yeah. <laughs> Did you ever feel as uh, I mean, everyone in, in retrospect, <sighs> Captain Hindsight, as they call it, um, everyone's everyone's all calm and collected in the moment. I was on the edge of my seat, chewing my fingernails. Do you know what? I was, and I always am. I was the same against Hull. But, you know, thinking back, I can't really remember part making this. I know they had that chance right in the last minute where, you know... Yeah, the heart the stopper. The heart stopper. Oh, <laughs> sure, that was... was Everything squeezing. riding on, what, millimetres? You know, it was, oh. it was, it was, it was right at <laughs> post, and that's all that matters. But, I mean, I'm just looking at a stat. You might have seen it doing the rounds on Twitter. It's, um, I think it's Playmaker stats. Um, Bart Belkowski has... Uh, the keeper yeah. in the Premier League and Championship, which is you know, two two big leagues, um, kept the most clean sheets, 16 clean sheets, one of more than uh, Casilla and um, Wiggins Marshall. Um, but, you know, that's, that is no, that's no slouch, is it? You know, that, that's, that's that is, not bad going at all, is it? Um, <laughs> going. Um, I mean, I, he obviously he's signed for us and that, that's, that's one of the best bits of business I think we've done in a long time too, Bart Belkowski. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You're listening to Act on Normal. Definitely, definitely. I mean, you can see... Last year, then it was just chaos, wasn't it, with the goalkeepers? You know, Archer kind of <laughs> off the back of the, the prior season. I think there was a couple of, um, you know, a couple of questionable moments. And then obviously lost the shirt, and then Amos come in, and then I think went back to Archer, and we ended up with Martin. It just needed, you know, it, it did need a complete overhaul in the summer. And Biakowski, I, I know, uh, I think he had a bit of a nightmare with. With Ipswich last year when they went yeah, down, they did. But I mean, for me, you know, whenever Millwall have been in the Championship, you know, Bill Kasky has stood out to me as one of the, the better goalkeepers in it. Um, I remember when the year we just missed out in the playoffs in the first year back in the Championship when we played Ipswich, you know, played a blinder against us um, in the two-two um, up at Ipswich to to get him in for. Reported under under a million pounds. I, I don't have a fee, but even if it was over a million pounds, I think that's one of the best bits of business, like you rightly say, that the club's done in years. Um, he, he'd probably be my pick for the player of the season. 
Well, I was just um, going to touch on that because we're in play of a season, season, yeah. so to speak. Um, and Bart, I think it's, you know, I don't know if uh, we're not bookmakers, you and me, Dan, but I'm sure Bart is going to be um, a short odds uh, name in, in the frame now. Um, was he your choice for player of the season? Or did you go elsewhere for yours? Yeah, he, he got my vote. Um, I've got to say, it, was, it, feel, it feels a bit criminal, really, for Jed Wallace to, you know, <laughs> being gold in tw- involved in 20 goals and not, not get the pick. But I just think consistently over the season, you know, I can think of, maybe one or two moments where, you know, he's been unlucky. Yeah. You know, I, I just think he's been probably the most consistent player there. And, you know, a good goalkeeper makes such a difference. You know, who knows if we'd have had him that first season back in the championship, who knows where we'd be now? You know, He's, he's, a, he's a throwback to, I mean, I'm, I'm old enough to remember goalkeepers of the old eras. And, they, you know, it, great goalkeepers make great saves look normal and he does that and you know there's a number of um, situations on Saturday and and uh, and today um, where he's made like today yesterday um, he's making great saves and and that's what you expect from Bart Pilkowski it's not a standout in the sense that that's unusual that's what he does and I think that's probably the biggest tribute you can pay to the man um, I mean I, I think you're right about Jed it's tough on him not to be if he potentially doesn't get it because of the contribution he's made and he does bring that bit of creativity to it yeah it, like I said you know it feels criminal really like you know when you think like I can't remember off the top of my head who um, who our top scorer was last year or the amount of goals they got but you know I think you know for me Jed is just he's kind of put it all together this this year like you know we've seen flashes of brilliance from him in the past obviously he's been a really really good player for me all, but it seems like this year you know, I know he's been a bit quiet recently. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I think Rat said he's just, he's just, um, he's just playing at the minute. He's not training. I'm, I'm not sure if he's 110 fit in, in all. He looked things. burned out last night, Dan, when he went yeah. off. He looked like his legs were empty. You know, gas was empty yeah. in the tank. Definitely, um, and I, I think that's fair enough because you know, like, like we said earlier, I think a lot of the kind of responsibility does fall to him. If you know, we we look to him to create. I think Woods and Bennett have, have definitely helped that. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, since it's a brilliant position to be in, that I think um, you know a fair few other Millwall fans would would pick Bill Kowski over a player who's been involved with twenty goals. It's, it's not a problem we have often at Millwall, I think. Um, no, I mean you're, two two great names, um, Jed Wallace, Bart Bielkowski. I mean, I I want to throw into the mix, and I don't think he will win it, but I think there's a there's a case for Marlon Romeo because I just think he is such an improved and improving player. Um, some of the touches he's developed into his game as uh, are joys to watch. Where I sit a lot, I see him fall over in front of the referee a lot. Taking the sting out of situations, they're wonderful to watch. Then they are. Some will call that the dark arts of the game, but I just love it. I mean, it, it, it's it's become a master of the technique, you know. Um, and Jake Cooper. I mean, the, the the sight of Jake Cooper going on a forward one. You, you've got no romance if you in your soul if you don't like that. I mean, it's just wonderful, to, isn't it? Brilliant, and you know, uh, I think I think Romeo, uh, especially like he's always, you know, I've always liked Romeo, um, but I think yeah, I think he's been a lot more consistent this year. Yeah. It gets, I think Romeo comes in for a fair bit of stick from an unfair bit of stick from people over his over his um, end product at times. But you know, to be honest, I think if his end product was was on the ball nine times out of ten. I don't think he'd be playing for Millwall. Um, you know, it's probably a good point. <laughs> um, mate, I think you know, just kind of appreciate what you've got a, a little bit. And and Cooper, I think, has you know added so much to his 
so much to his game this year. Like, you know, I don't know if you can teach an old dog new tricks at, you know, his age, but, you know, like you say, kind of running down that flank. I think him, Ferguson and Bennett link up really, really well down that. They do. Yeah. And, and shout to Shane Ferguson, who's a man that's come a long way at Millwall. I mean, he was out in the cold for a long time. And, you know, I saw a debate on Twitter last night about what does he bring? I think he brings a real level of skill and the ability to cross the ball. Um, Valuable. Valuable levels. Yeah, definitely. I I think he's always been, you know, he can put it on a sixpence. He's probably the best crosser of the ball at the club, I'd say. I think the thing I like about Ferguson is he's been written off so many times. You know, to, to an extent by Neil Harris when he said, you know, you can find another club at yeah, the start of last yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. Back yeah. had a, a brilliant season. Then I think we brought in Mahoney and there was a lot of talk about Scalak in the in the postseason about how he's in brilliant shape and stuff like that. And I think Ferguson again kind of become the, the forgotten man. And you know, personally myself as well, like I remember just before Ben Marshall came in the first season we come we was back in the championship, I thought maybe he had his limitations as a as a championship player, but I think since we've come back, you know, especially, I think he's been solid all season, but, you know, he takes his, takes, takes people on, you know, good footwork, you know, puts himself about, you know, I, I think that left wing back role really, really suits him. And, you know, a lot's made about Murray Wallace. I think he's had a brilliant season at left wing back considering yeah. he's not a left back, you know, to be keeping him out, I think is, is an achievement because I think, you know, Murray Wallace isn't a left wing back, I don't think, but I think he's done a brilliant job considering, you know, playing left back and left wing back and for Ferguson to be keeping him out at the minute, you know, I don't think that should be overlooked either. No, no, I, I, I agree. Um, just before we close out, Dan, I just want to give one shout out to, um, he's not exactly a forgotten man, but he's our top scorer, Matt Smith, sitting on the bench. It's, a, <laughs> it's an odd, I mean, you know, it didn't, didn't, um, it didn't feature last night. And I, I get the arguments um, why Matt Smith has his limitations in the formation that we clearly want to play. Um, and I like the formation. I like what we, what we did in the mm. first half. Really liked it. And Matt don't fit into that. That's, 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 but he, he does fit into some things sometimes, some situations. And he does get the goals, doesn't he? Which is yeah. um, valuable. <laughs> Definitely. I, I don't think you can I don't think you can knock his, his goals record up. It is unfortunate. You know, I think Matt Smith himself would probably be the first to tell you he, he might not particularly fit into, you know, what we're trying to do from the start of, of the minute. But, you know, to have someone like that to, you know, available. You know, I know the striking options yeah. have been a bit limited, a bit limited lately. Uh, you know, Tom Bradshaw. Uh, you know, I, f- I think he needs to go. I feel a bit sorry for Bradshaw. He was unlucky last night, Dan. There was a yeah. shot, a slap shot at the near post, and the goalkeeper got down to it. On another day, it'd have been a fraction shit later, and it would have gone in the net, and I, that would have been the, the piano off his back. I think. Yeah, I think I think if he gets one, you know, I think that would I think you can see the kind of weight on his shoulders at the minute because it's been such a long time. I know it sounds worse than it is in terms of months because obviously we didn't play for a few months, but you know, he, he gets through so much kind of legwork. I, you know, I thought he ran himself into a ground last night. And you know, but Varson as well coming back, he's not really, you know, hit the heights in terms of goals scored, but He's been unlucky as well. I think he would have featured a bit more in the games. You know, he obviously got the late consolation at Derby and then picked up a you know an injury. I think he would have been. I think he'd be quite useful in the setup at the minute. He's kind of kind of got the merit of 
Bradshaw and Smith. Yeah. Obviously, a bit yeah. more mobile yeah. in the air and a bit more mobile in general than, than Smith in, in terms of the press. The use of five but, subs is an interesting thing. I know this, we're in this weird um, mini mini tournament kind of period and, and the use of five subs is is certainly opens up a manager's options. I mean, last night I thought we were, you know, the, the maximum effort was being put in. So the five subs becomes quite crucial, doesn't it, as, as the game wears on, you know? Yeah, definitely. It was really important last night, like we said. The, the part of the reason we were... Part of the, um, the consequence of being so good in the game plan in the first half was that, you know, we were going to have to use all five of those subs. You know, people yeah. run themselves into into a ground. And we knew people like, you know, Marlon and I know Jeb played the full 90 minutes, um, I, I think, or not far off. Um, you know, we knew they were running empty before that. But I thought our pressure was really, really good last night. And, you know, I think pretty much everyone who, who came on did their part as well. Um, even you know, even though I think as a fan, when it's one nil and the opposition have got the ball, you are kind of prone to bite your nails and be a bit on edge. But you know, looking back now with hindsight, I don't think we were we were really uncomfortable. I think we really, looking really back, no. Blackburn. Yeah, I might, have, I, might, I might have disagreed with you in that last kick of the game when it when it went yeah. wide, but but no, I make you right. I mean, with the benefit of hindsight, it, we we, we look comfortable. Um, so the, the the show continues to the forty fifth game of the season on Saturday. Um, it's it's your and my responsibility, Dan, to manage people's expectations out there because we don't control our outcomes, do we? We we have to win and we have to hope that. Um, uh, Middlesbrough can can get some points off of uh, off of Cardiff, but so it's not in, not in our control. But um, you hopeful? Where do you? I mean, where, where where's your where's your Millwall heart and where's your Millwall head? <laughs> I think you know you look at it now. If they can, the biggest thing for me is that's two games in a row now where we've you know I think we've been brilliant first half. As long as, you know, we get that start, I think QPR, I think they come back and got a draw last night, but I don't think they've, you know, um, been, had, you know, done anything of note since the restart. They've not really got anything to play for. You know, you hope that, you know, the boys kind of know there's two games left. If we win on Saturday, regardless of what happens, if Cardiff win, we do take it to a final day. Yeah. Um, Head is telling me probably the complete opposite. Um, you know, it's the hope that kills you always. Um, but I, I think I've got a sneaky feeling, you know, we'll be all right. I think we'll take it to the last day. I don't know if we'll get in, but, you know, to take it to the last day is, you know, like I said, if, if you'd have offered that to any Millwall fan back in October. I agree. We'll yeah, take it to the last day, finish wherever we finish, seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth. Yeah. Any of the, any of those um, finishes, listeners, will be amongst the very highest positions that our club's ever achieved. If that wherever we finish, so we've got to look at the bright side. Um, Dan, that's been wonderful. I really no. appreciate your time today, mate. Taking time, mate. Your working day. Let's do, <laughs> no problem. Let's do this Thanks again. Happen, let's again do this again sometime. Dan Marsh, yeah, listeners. Definitely. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Hello, it's Aston Millwall. Till next time.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.